and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with the Medical ID Jewelry Company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is an incredible Bible for you and your family, and you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.fivedaybiblereading.com. All right, well, today is day 232, and if you are just finding the podcast here, uh, welcome, first and foremost, and you can absolutely join in right here and finish out the year uh, to the end, and then absolutely go ahead and listen to all of the episodes prior to this one, and that can be your year experience in the Bible, of course, or you can... uh, Simply just declare today as your first day in reading the Bible in a year and go ahead and go to the day one episode and get started right now, either way. And if no matter when you find this, because uh, this podcast will be, will be available, no matter when you find this, this podcast has been recorded when I myself have not read the entire Bible. So when this series is over, then I can say, just like maybe some of you, that I have read the entire Bible. So just want to put that out there because this isn't a challenge or a um, something that you feel like you have to do. Um, I don't want to come across this podcast to come across that way. I want it to come across as a chance for you to learn things that you never knew and to transform your life. That's what it's for. And you can do that in a year for five days out of the week, or you can absolutely, now that this podcast is up and running, you can listen to a few episodes a day. You can listen to an episode a day and finish in uh, less than a year, right? So just be encouraged that this is for you, it's for me, it's for all of us to understand who God is, why Jesus came, and who we are. So let's get started today. We're going to be reading Ezra... 3 through 4, Psalm 92, and 1 John 1. Ezra chapter 3. 
altar and sacrifices restored. Now when the seventh month came and the sons of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his brothers and the priests, and his brothers the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and his brothers arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. So they set up the altar on its foundation, for they were terrified because of the peoples of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, burnt offerings morning and evening. They celebrated the Feast of Booths, as it is written, and offered the fixed number of burnt offerings daily, according to the ordinance, as each day required. And afterward, there was a continual burnt offering also for the new moons and for all the fixed festivals of the Lord that were consecrated and from everyone who offered a freewill offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, but the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not been laid. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and food, drink, and oil to the Sidonians and the Tyrians and the Tyrians, to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to the sea at Joppa, according to the permission they had from Cyrus, king of Persia. Temple restoration begun. Now in the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and the rest of their brothers, the priests, and the Levites, and all who came from the captivity of Jerusalem, began the work and appointed the Levites from twenty years and older to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. Then Jeshua, with his sons and brothers, stood united with Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah and the sons of Hinnadad, with their sons and brothers, the Levites, to oversee the workmen in the temple of God. Now, when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord, according to the directions of King David of Israel. They sang, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, and his loving kindness is upon Israel forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' households, the old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, while many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the shout of joy from the sound of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard far away. Adversaries Hinder the Work Chapter 4 now when the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the people of the exile were building temple to the Lord God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel and the heads of fathers' households and said to them, Let us build with you, for we like you seek your God, and we have been sacrificing to him since the days of Esarhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us up here. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers' households of Israel said to them, You have nothing in common with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves will together build to the Lord God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and frightened them from building, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their counsel all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, 
even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Artaxes, Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabil, and the rest of his colleagues wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia, and the text of the letter was written in Aramaic and translated from Aramaic. The letter to King Artaxerxes. Rahum, the commander of Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to King Artaxerxes as follows. Then wrote Rahum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges and the lesser governors, the officials, the secretaries, the men of Iraq, the Babylonians, the men of Susa, that is, the Elamites, and the rest of the nations which the great and honorable Asnapar deported and settled in the city of Samaria and in the rest of the region beyond the river. Now this is the copy of the letter which they sent to him. To King Artaxerxes, your servants, the men in the region beyond the river, and now let it be known to the king that the Jews who came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem. They are rebuilding the rebellious and evil city and are finishing the walls and repairing the foundations. Now let it be known to the king that if that city is rebuilt and the walls are finished, they will not pay tribute, custom, or toll, and it will damage the revenue of the kings. Now because we are in the service of the palace, and it is not fitting for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore we have sent and informed the king, so that a search may be made in the record books of your fathers, and you will discover in the record books and learn that that city is a rebellious city and damaging to kings and provinces, and that they have incited revolt within it in past days. Therefore, that city was laid waste. We inform the king that if that city is rebuilt and the walls finished, as a result, you will have no possession in the province beyond the river. The king replies, and work stops. Then the king sent an answer to Rahim the commander, to Shimshai the scribe, and to the rest of their colleagues, who live in Samaria and in the rest of the provinces beyond the river. Peace. And now the document which you sent to us has been translated and read before me. A decree has been issued by me, and a search has been made, and it has been discovered that that city has risen up against the kings in past days, that rebellion and revolt have been perpetrated in it, that mighty kings have ruled over Jerusalem, governing all the provinces beyond the river, and that tribute, custom, and toll were paid to them. So now issue a decree to make these men stop work, that this city may not be rebuilt until a decree is issued by me. Beware of being negligent in carrying out this matter. Why should damage increase to the, detriment, to the detriment of the kings? Then as soon as the copy of King Artaxerxes' document was read before Rahum and Shemshai the scribe and their colleagues, they went in haste to Jerusalem to the Jews and stopped them by force of arms. Then work on the house of God in Jerusalem ceased. And it was stopped until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Psalm 92 
Praise for the Lord's goodness. A psalm, a song for the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night, with the ten-stringed lute and with the, la- the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man understand this, that when the wicked sprouted up like grass, and all who did iniquity flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye has looked exultingly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and ever and very green. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. The First Letter of John, Chapter 1 Introduction, The Incarnate Word What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. God is light. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. And those are our readings today. Thank you so much for your patience with me, as it is hard to pronounce these names. I'm sure that you have had the same struggle, so I am so sorry um, for that, and I, again, I appreciate your patience uh, with that. So we had um, the beginning of the, the altar and the sacrifices were to be restored. They were rebuilding the temple again, and then... The king and other folks didn't like what they were hearing and seeing, and so King Artaxerxes had his last word, and then it it stopped. 
until the second year of Darius. So we shall see what happens from there. A beautiful psalm today. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And beginning in 1 John today, what a beautiful first chapter here, uh, just describing God as light. And it's a way for us to remember, you know, and it goes back again to what I've mentioned before about the soul and the spirit, right? It's our soul sometimes isn't always in the light, right? Sometimes our soul can be in a dark place and lead us in ways that are not that are not righteous and that's not said in a um, in an arrogant way it's just said in regards to how God would like for us to live a righteous life a disciplined life um, and again discipline is not used in a negative way there it's used as um, an intentional a thoughtful a um, a let's see it's an approach. It's an approach to our life. And when we have a disciplined approach, we can prioritize. And the only thing, frankly, that needs to be prioritized in our life is our relationship with God. That, that is first, right? And that is through Jesus and how much time we spend with him on a regular basis. And so if we say, oh, you know, or if we think what we're doing isn't a sin or what we're saying or or maybe what even we're thinking when we realize oh my goodness wow i'm thinking about this or this thought just came to me or oh i'm judging someone else right that's when we we humble ourselves all day long i did it again jesus here i am again lord i'm so sorry here i am again here's my conditioning here's my ways of thinking here's my human experience here it is. And we just continue to repeatedly give that over. Surrender. Give it over again. And try not to be too frustrated with ourselves. Uh, especially try not to be too frustrated with others in our lives. Um, the people that are so important to us and dear to us. And um, not letting uh, just the the darkness of emotions and reactions lead the way, right? We want the light of God to lead us. And so it takes a lot of humility and patience and (laughs) self-control. And that on repeat, that on repeat until the habits of darkness are gone. Those are my words today. (laughs) So... Hopefully they are helpful to you. I know that I am in a constant work of process or constant. I am a constant work of progress each and every day. And I laugh at myself. I get angry. (laughs) I get frustrated. I um, get blah. I get anxious. And that is the unraveling. That is... Uh, declaring the new creation that we are in Christ. <laughs> so may that be helpful to you today. May you, may you not feel uh, alone in this walk. Of course, well, we're not alone with Jesus, but you know what I mean. May you not feel alone 
that others aren't feeling your struggles or your challenges. Um, May that help you today. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, you are the light. You are the light and you were manifested as Jesus for us to see, for us to know, for us to understand, and for us to um, experience your light, your love, your compassion, your forgiveness. For us to see that in your presence, darkness cannot remain. That even death is overcome. It leaves us, if we truly sit in that, it, it leaves me without words. Thank you for these moments of awe in you. And it is in these moments where we find refreshment and nourishment and uh, perseverance to continue and strength. And we thank you, Lord. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. I hope that it filled you and nourished you and refreshed you today. God is good. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.